See, it's not always about him giving it to me. Uh, it's about him using his power so that people who have power use their power and provision for you. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as today we're beginning a new message, Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And uh, pastor, it sounds as if you're saying, I'm I'm just taking a guess here, but uh, as we think about money, it's not always about God directly giving us money. Sometimes he uses other people, people that he's blessed abundantly to provide what we need. Oh, Did yes. I pick, am I getting the right thing? Here? Oh, of course. Okay. You uh, have uh, quoted scripture. You have uh, Steveized it, contemporized <laughs> it. Luke 638, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. He didn't say it was going to rain uh, from heaven. He said, yeah. shall men, God uses men. And so, you know, there's a song, it's a secular song where the songwriter said, I got the hookup, holler if you hear me, hey, and that's what it is. Man, I'll tell you, uh, take, for example, my education, my mm-hmm. um, undergraduate at Moody. Of course, Moody's tuition free, but right. you have to buy books and all of that kind of stuff. And um, how much did I pay? Ask me. Ask how me. much did you pay? Not a penny. I went to Trinity, and you do have to pay there. Yes. And ask me how much I pay. How much you pay? Nothing. Nothing. So but how'd that work out? Because there were individuals. Uh, my uh, graduate education was paid for by the pastors of my denomination. Hmm. When one of the missionaries said, I got a young African-American man with a plenty of potential. He needs to go to Sim. He doesn't have the money. He's got a family of five. And from all over our denomination, they sent the money in until I graduated. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. You know, as you said, God uses people. That's right to do what he is going to do. And uh, he may be wanting to use one of us today to do what he is going to do. But we're going to look at this truth, this principle, today from Proverbs chapter 3. So grab a Bible, join us there as we begin Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. Here's Pastor Ford. Uh, Well, you know, uh, I dated my boys uh, when they lived with me. Of course, now, you know, they're grown and gone. Yeah, and they've been out for a long time, you know, no boomerang, you know, and so I praise the Lord for that. Oops, sorry, son. And, uh, but when I was dating them, uh, my son who's in, in the heavenly choir right now, Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel was something else. And uh, I would date them individually, and I would say, where do you want to go? And we would go where they wanted to go. And uh, what do you want? I would give them whatever they want. And then we would have conversations where I would say, uh, you now have diplomatic immunity. And then I would explain what that is. And I'd say, you're wondering why I'm giving you diplomatic immunity. Uh, Because you're no longer with your father. You are now with your pastor. And you can say anything about your father that you want. Uh, Now, Jay never did. Uh, He never had anything to say uh, about his father before his father. The other two, however, (laughs) couldn't wait. And and John would say, are you sure? I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this. And then he would just let it fly. And so one day, you know, uh, Nate, he wanted to go to the show. We went to the show. And uh, then we went to McDonald's. 
And he said, I, I, I want some of that, that, that you know, he started some, some, some of that uh, popcorn. I said, Garrett's? Yeah. And so we drove downtown to get Garrett's. Now, I was on, you know, one of my uh, uh, periodic diets. And, and so I said, you know, I'm not going to get any uh, for myself. And so I got him a large bag of the Garrett mix. And uh, on the way back, that stuff got to smelling good. I said, I said, Nate, man, give me a handful of that. No. And I got sanctified, spiritually ticked off. I said, don't you dare tell me no. He said, I I'm sorry. N no, sir. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with this boy? I'm the one who bought the popcorn. He wouldn't have had it if I wouldn't have brought it. That's the first thought to my mind. Is he crazy? Don't he know? Not just the popcorn, the clothes he got on, the, the car he riding in, all of that. I bought that stuff. And he going to tell me, no, sir. You know, I could have took it back because I bought it and I'm bigger than him and I'm his father. Dare you tell me no, no, sir. And you think about it, I could have turned around and I could have bought my own. I could have turned around and bought four tens. I could have kept two for me and took the other two and just dumped them on them. You don't give me none, huh? huh. Yeah. And I could have said the next date that we were on, whenever he said what he wanted, I could have said, you know what? You weren't grateful enough to give me a handful of what I bought you last time. I'm not buying you anything this time <laughs> with your ungrateful self. Now say no sir to that. And too many of us are just like Nate. We act like we don't know where everything we have came from. James gives it to us in James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. And so we're talking about seven reasons why God gave us money. Here's the first one, for spiritual worship. So you'll see it in there. The first purpose of money is spiritual worship. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, turn there. And we've studied this before in 2010. We studied how to live a successful life. But I want to focus my sermonic spotlight on these two verses. Here's how my Bible reads. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Uh, see, you got to realize something here. Worship is about worth-ship. Let me say it again. Worship is about worth-ship. When we worship, when we give to God as an act of worship, we tell him what we think of him. Now, we say it all the time. We can't give God all he's worth, but we can give him what we are worth. And so, you repeat it. What do I say? Uh, so at offering time, sometimes I say to you, remember, what's in your hand is a reflection of what's in your heart. You see it there. You see it there. What's in your 
hand is a reflection of what's in your heart. Now, that's true according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. It's true according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. We talk about it all the time. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And so when we begin to look at this thing, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10 tells us then that we ought to worship God with giving. Amen. Now, Proverbs 3, the theme's very powerful. You follow along. It tells us how to live a successful life. Even though I'm not going to regurgitate all of it, I want you to get an understanding of what's going on in this chapter. So in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, you see uh, the theme is how to live a successful life. And the key to the chapter is verses 1 through 3. Let me read them. My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto thee. Let not mercy forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. Now, when you look at this, the key then to this passage has to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I know that? Uh, uh, because he talks about uh, our law, his law. He tells us over and over again, like verse 5, trust in the Lord, tetragrammaton, with all of thy heart. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Verse 11, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary. Uh, verse 12, for whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. And so four times he uses the tetragrammaton, which is the proper name of God, Yahweh, which refers to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do the comparison. I put them down. You do them yourself on your own time. Exodus chapter 17, verses 2 and 7 is quoted in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9. In Exodus chapter 17, it's a reference to Jehovah or Yahweh. In 1 Corinthians 10, 9, it's a reference to Jesus Christ. So either we have a contradiction in the Bible or Yahweh or Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the New Testament. Of course, we know it's the latter, it's Jesus. So when you begin to look at Isaiah 45, 21 to 23, that is quoted by Paul in Philippians 2, 9 through 11. So we have the same thing. So it's Jesus, Colossians 2, 9 and 10. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who's the head of all principalities and powers. So it attests to the deity and the sovereignty of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. If you ever have a question about something you hear on the broadcast, you can always ask your question by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact page and ask your question there. We'll make sure Pastor Ford sees that. We just might answer it on a future broadcast. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact page. Let's get back to the message. We're in Proverbs chapter 3. Here is Pastor Ford. So as we go in talking about this, about these seven purposes for money, I already set the foundation. The foundation is whom? Jesus Christ. So I'm setting it again because I don't want anybody emailing me, texting me. Ain't that prosperity? Don't be throwing out the baby with the bath water. Ain't nothing wrong with prosperity. It's in the Bible. 
Remember, we were talking about the, the unfaithful steward. And he said, if you can't be faithful in the least, what was the least? Money. Money. Then how can you get the greater riches? What's the greater riches? The things of the kingdom of heaven. Successful ministry, joy, peace, healing, miracles. That's the greater. Now, get this, get this. I'm just going, I got to drop a little bit of it because I, I just shouted when I found it. I said, I'm learning something. I've been a Christian 41 years, man. I just learned something new last week when I was studying. Here it is. If Jesus said, if you're not faithful in the least, which is money, what did he just do with money? Put it on the bottom. So then when I don't give to God, it shows that I trust my money more than him. How does God know I trust him? When I give him the money he tells me to give him. Man, I'm going to roll on that. And so the primary focus is on Yahweh God. Uh, Lelias Trotter, anybody ever heard of her? Lelias Trotter, a gifted musician and uh, was uh, uh, somebody who, who did all of these things, uh, concert pianist and all that, began to serve the Lord, went to England to get further trained, married a rich man there, came back and uh, uh, began uh, in the Keswick uh, revival period. Uh, you have to look it up. I ain't got time to talk about it. The Keswick revival period when, when, when Billy Sunday was preaching and individuals like that at the end of the D.L. Moody era and all of that kind of stuff. She was a, a musician in some of those big where they, where they had 20,000, 25,000 people. Uh, she was a, a, a musician and uh, she got diagnosed with a disease uh, that was going to leave her blind. And when she went blind, her rich husband uh, divorced her and left her, and uh, uh, they would say to her uh, uh, things like, because uh, she taught at Moody Bible Institute, by the way, too. Uh, they say, how are you doing? And here's what she would say, quote, totally blind. I am fine in the things that count. Now, you may not have heard of her, but any old school church people in the house, let, let, let me read the, the words of, of a hymn that she wrote in response to the query of individuals about how she's doing. I'm finding the things that count. And she said, she said this in her hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. How are you going to turn your eyes upon Jesus and you're now totally blind? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because I'm finding the things that count, and, and the things that count is Jesus. And I'm starting off the way I'm going to start off every one of them, that we need to turn our eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Yes, 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 he's altogether lovely, lovely in his regal majesty, lovely in his royal dignity, lovely in his moral beauty, lovely in his essential purity, lovely in his personal sanctity, and lovely in his judicial authority. He is lovely in his absolute sovereignty. So the primary focus is on Yahweh. Follow me now. This is Bible study. Y'all don't mind the Bible. I know. Watch this. So then the primary focus is on Yahweh God. Verse 5 is the acknowledgement of Yahweh in every part of my life. Trust, 
in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Verse 7, I'm awestruck by Yahweh God. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I'm awestruck by him. Then verse 9, the adoration of Yahweh. Honor the Lord with thy substance and the first fruit of all thy increase. And then I accept what Yahweh allows, verse 11, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Don't the devil do this stuff? Yeah, he is the agent, but God is always the source. It's either in his permissive will or his perfect will or his permissive will. Nothing can happen to me unless God allows it. So then, what happens whenever I have this? I have success. Uh, I have success spiritually and socially and emotionally, psychologically, financially, every other elite that there is I have it. So when I acknowledge Yahweh, that's the key to stability. That's the key to stability. When I'm awestruck by Yahweh, that's the key to tranquility. We call it peace. When there's adoration, get this now, I know you ain't going to like this. When there's adoration of Yahweh, that's the key to prosperity. You want to be prosperous? Adore him. You know what he loves to do? He loves to lavish his gifts on his children that love him more than they love his things. And then when you accept what Yahweh allows, that's the key to your adversity. Say, what are you talking about? Where you begin to understand it better. Uh, uh, not totally, but understand it better. When you learn from it and grow by it, that everything that God allows uh, is to do something in my life. So then that's still to the introduction here. Notice then what happens in verse four, when these things are mine and belong to me, uh, then I get promotion and preeminence. What do I get? Promotion in preeminence. Uh, let me read it again. It says, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. And then we're going to come back to that in favor of God and man. That is, here's what God says. Whenever I'm first, you don't have to worry about it. All blessings and money is with me. And the king's heart is in the Lord's hand and he turns it whichever way he will. So what he's saying is this. When you hook up with me, I give you favor. Favor ain't fair, but it sure is fabulous. And I'd rather have favor than a million dollars because a million dollars will run out, but favor never runs out. And what will favor do? Favor will make people who have power, influence, wealth give it to you. That's it. See, it's not always about him giving it to me. Uh, it's about him using his power so that people who have power use their power and provision for you. Okay, <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11. Uh, he hears the walls down. And in 11, he says, now give me favor with this man. Now, wait a minute. When the king said, why are you sad? Oh, king, live forever. What is that? Protocol. Yeah. And so here's what happens. He says, this man. No, that's, that's a term of contempt. These people, those people, this people. That's the racial slur if I ever heard one. You people, yep. And so, and so why does he say this man? Because he's praying to God. 
And in the presence of God, that's all he is, this man. He has no titles uh, when he's in the presence of God. How about you? Yeah, and so what happens? Nehemiah 2.18, then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, and the king's words that he spoke to me. Who remembers what the king gave Nehemiah? Three things all start with L. Every one of them he needed. A letter. What was the letter for? Protection. What else to give him? Lumber, provision, and leave a period of time. That's what he needed. And guess what? That's what we need. Well, I speak for myself. That's what I need. And I thank God I can go over and over and over again. I already told you about one, my education, uh, over $175,000. How much did I pay? Not one penny. Not one penny. Not one for the books or anything. None of it. Who paid for it? Other people. Well, how'd you get it? Favor. I feel like testifying. I feel like testifying. Boy, when I came here, I came here in a cab that had Bondo. If you took away the Bondo, the car would fall apart. I came here, I had two suits. Both of them was by two women, Polly and Esther. Came here living in the parsonage where, where I was uh, paid $100 a week and charged $100 to live in the parsonage. Look at me now. Look where God has brought me. I mean, no bones about it. Don't hate my glory if you don't know my story. Oh, yeah, I didn't come here for money. I know that because I stayed. Yes, Amen. I, I ain't no other place I could have went that, that once they begin to hear, you know, they begin to offer me stuff. I stay right here because you bloom where you're planted. God never told me to leave. If I had a nickel for every time I wanted to go, I would be rich and wouldn't have to do anything for the rest of my life. Uh. But look what he's done. Look at where I've been. Look at what has been accomplished by the grace of God for the glory of God. Yeah. It's like, I'm like Peter, man. Where am I going to go? He got the words of life. And I didn't do any of it for what God has done. That wasn't my motivation. No. But God said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his right, and all these things shall be added unto you. And that's what he's done. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And we'll continue to look at that from Proverbs chapter 3 next time of the broadcast. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, you can always come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org, and there you can sign up to begin podcasting the program. You know, as we begin to look at the different reasons God gave us money, one of those has got to be the fact that it is a tool that can be used to share the good news of the gospel with those around us. And that's what we're doing here at Treasure Truth. We're using the resources that God's people provide to put the gospel teaching from Pastor Ford on the radio, on the internet, using apps and podcasts to reach as many people as possible with the good news. And you can give towards that and help that continue so that this radio program continues on this station each and every day. You can give online by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says, Make a Donation. Again, that's treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. Thanks for doing that and for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.